You know you're created for more. Now let's do something about it. Welcome to Project You, the space for you to embrace the I can, I will philosophy. And finally, start making progress towards your goals, your dreams, and your desires. Be kind, supportive, and remember every day that the blueprint for you is within. I'm Cami Craig. Today, let's work on Project You. Hey, you guys, welcome to Project View with Cami Craig. Here with you today, back in Reno, Nevada. We actually got home from uh, Germany last week, and I actually took a bye week on the podcast because life was just so crazy coming back. And also, I never really truly believed what jet lag was until <laughs> I caught myself sleeping a little bit more than I'm used to. Uh, however, it was a really fun time, and it was a it was a wonderful journey back. Um, but staying in in the realm of castles and football, I wanted to uh, greet myself with uh, grace coming home, and uh, of course, I learned a lot from Dan. Um, I'm gonna say this one thing, and then I'll backtrack to actually what the episode's about. But he did say when we come home. I'd really love to have a smooth landing instead of just going right at it the second we get home. And and I was like, okay, what does that look like? And he was like, well, how about we just go home and we do a little staycation and, and, and smooth land that way. And I'm like, okay, a little bit more. And he's like, well, let's, let's get a room at the pepper mill. We'll take our bags home. We'll check into pepper mill and we'll get room service and we'll just sleep. You know, and I was like, okay, what's the difference between going home and doing that? And he's like, we're going to be involved with the home life, which is the kids, which is the puppies, which is probably all the laundry and all that stuff. So I was like, you know what? That's a good idea because uh, from everything I've heard, I, I, I know that sleep's a huge thing. And if you deprive it, then the jet lag lasts even longer. And so um, that's what we did. And and I even took the week off from the podcast because as soon as I jumped foot at 5 a.m. on Tuesday, it was game on from then on out. But backing up to the day that I actually remember podcasted last time, which was on the field, I um, was getting ready to watch the game. And that was one of my my little dreams. And it was one of my one of my major excitements and one of our only reasons for going over to Germany because Dan got invited to represent Team USA. Well, now we're going to the game and, and um, you know, October 3rd started I, I, from my video. I was, I was actually videotaping them walking into the locker room and it started at 12, 1236 to be exact. You know, so I saw the excitement. I saw, I saw from like, kind of like an insider view what the lead to a football game looks like, and and this was per, a professional league, you know. And so, I I felt very honored to be in 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 every step that they allowed me to take with them, <laughs> and um, being their little photographer, videographer. If anyone knows me, I'm in love with taking pictures. And I think my love for taking pictures is to um, capture, obviously, the moment and help me remember all all the times, you know. And I think that's why everyone takes pictures. And and um, but I don't know if this is a funny joke or just a sick joke. But I can look at my photo album and 
looked at that's about 25,000 pictures and notice also that there's a lot of snapshots in there and a lot of my snapshots <laughs> have no purpose whatsoever. So I need to probably get rid of uh, maybe a thousand or two thousand of my snapshots that I think that I'm going to do something with and I don't. Um, but leading up to the game, um, I got off the mic and that was after I was watching Dan warm up and, and you know, the stretches and everything. And as I packed up, I walked down to the field and put my stuff down and I just enjoyed the last few minutes before they, you know, both the European and the U.S. Team USA uh, stepped off the field to go back to the locker rooms to get called back onto the field and do the, you know, the beginning games and the first in, in the kickoff and everything that de- that they do, you know, and I, I uh, was just embracing it and I was beyond excited. I, I was shaking from the insides because I was so excited and, and so... I remember going back um, before the team walked off, and I, I remember I'm going to go to the bathroom now because I don't want to go to the bathroom during the game. I'm not missing a second of this. And so I, I walk out there, and they had a VIP section for us and all the all the players, um, um, parents and fans and whatnot, you know. So anyways, I'm in that area, and I use the restroom, and then I – I go back and grab a little uh, thing to eat, and then I come back, and Dan's dad's there, you know. And so we start talking and and, and enjoying ourselves, and then um, all of a sudden the team walks through, okay. And the team walks through, going back to the locker room. As I'm looking at at, at all the guys going back, I I also notice all the fans walking towards towards them, which is to the ticket counter. And so this this uh, game is really freaking going to happen. Not not that I didn't think it was, but I'm like, wow, this is really building up, and the buildup is almost to kick off. And so, anyways, all the guys go through, and Dan was one of the last ones to to go through. And and I remember um, watching him, and 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 before that, I must say that I do remember being down on the field and enjoying the 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 interaction with Dan and his team and even his father and giving me a little wink and um, I was even able to take a picture of him and his dad at the very beginning of the game which was so cool and and um, sometimes that, those are just little special moments that I'm telling you about but I'm telling you those because I I, I watched Dan walk off the field and like I said he's one of the last guys to walk off and the look in his, in his eyes was so serious. It was so game face. It was it was something that we like to call as an athlete in the zone. And and being in the zone is it looks a lot different for for everyone. But um, and like I said, I've never seen Dan play, and it's something that I always wished I could I could have. And I noticed from the very moment that I caught his eye, and he didn't know I was there, um, but I was like, dang. He is so focused. He is so ready, you know, and, and then all of a sudden I, I went back to AB, which is one of his coaches. And as I got off the mic from the last episode, and then as I walked down to the field, I also had interaction with the coaches as well. And AB comes up to me and, and he was, he wrapped his arms around me and he's this big, tall guy, lanky, tall guy. And, and, and he was like, Hey, I want to let you know that 
Dan's going to destroy out there. And I just smiled at him and was like, really? And he's like, oh yeah, his demeanor on the field all week has showcased that he's going to bring 100% to the field today. And we're so excited. Um, and then I started thinking about all the talk and the chatter between the quarterback and Dan and then and, and then um, the guys and Dan, we had gone to dinner uh, multiple times and, and, you know, a lot of jokes, but in, in, in the jokes, there was seriousness as, as, you know, that's just protocol with life. Right. And, and so I remember hearing that, and also with coaches that there was a lot of plays ran around Dan, like he was going to be the guy getting a few touchdowns. He was going to be the guy getting a few passes. And, um, I, I was, I was listening to all this and I was super stoked for not only, not only, um, my eyes to see, but gosh, Dan, like he's coming out of retirement of six years, you know, um, not playing at all. And, and then have an opportunity to play. I again, couldn't imagine, you know? And so that talk from his coach happened on the field, which again, got me more excited than I already was. And then going out to go to the restroom. And I just so happened to see Dan and the team walk through and, and to see his, that look in his eye, I, I, I knew that it was game time. And as an athlete, I can, I can relate to that look. I can relate to that feeling. And the feeling, we were actually talking about it. I remember having to literally, I've already gone to the bathroom, right? Um, but when I went to go play and I would be in competition or any race that I'd run, I, I would have to run to the bathroom again seconds before, you know? And it's just, it's just the adrenaline, it's the nerves and all that, but um, it's part of the game, you know? So I recognized this and I watched him literally as an obsession. I watched Dan and his team walk all the way to the point where I could not see them anymore because they were in another building in, in their locker room. So uh, that happened. And, and then I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to come back and then it's going to kick off. And I was just kind of attempting to create this story of what it might look like in my head. I'm like, I'm standing, I'm staying right here. Like, this is going to be so cool to see him and his team and his coaches walk through. And then no kidding, you know, to my right, as I'm standing there, there's this big tunnel and that's where the, you know, football guys come out of. And it's like real thing. Right. So I'm like, nope, I'm standing right here. I'm not leaving. Well, Dan's dad was still there and we're just, you know, talking and enjoying each other. And, um, I had, gosh, it had to been, you know, 10 minutes go by until the, the team started to come back out. And, um, that's when, that's when I was getting like super, super excited. Right. And Dan's dad just smiled at me. And again, I, like I said, I couldn't imagine what it felt like for him to come over there and watch him. So, Lo and behold, there's still people coming in. The the fans are still coming in pretty strong at this time, and 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 noticing all the fans, you know, taking a taking a stance of silence basically or stillness to watch Team USA walk in when you know that those are all the Europeans coming in to watch the game. It was so just so cool, and they were honored and they respected, and and um, so they all started, you know, just coming in, and and at that point. Um, Right before that, there was these little soccer players, and they're all wearing blue jerseys, and they're holding hands, and you can tell that the coaches were before them, behind them, like a like a like a train, right? And they walked in right before before the guys, and and so um, the guys come through, and as they come through, Wyatt came through, which is one of Dan's buddies. Well, 
they were recruiting people, and at the end of the recruiting, um, they they still needed some extra players. They needed some uh, picks that they could that they could have just in case you know the kicker got hurt or the tight end got hurt or whatever, right? And so Wyatt, like I said, is one of Dan's best friends and an, an amazing athlete. And so coach had called him and said, "Hey, we need a kicker." So Dan's like. You know, just like him, he's been in retirement for a long time, but I know this this guy, you know, kicks. And so he invited um, Wyatt. Wyatt got a hold of coaches, and that that's how that whole thing happened. So there was a very strong connection and relationship on the team with Dan, and that was Wyatt. And that was vice versa for, for Wyatt. And Wyatt, being a people person, uh, he was so amazing also to watch because uh, he, he connected himself and linked himself in even though that he might not have been on the field a lot, playing a lot or any of that. Like he just, he just is that guy, you know, and he's there. And I, I honestly believe um, Dan and his people that he surrounds him well with himself with. Uh, those types of people are, are on earth to make memories. They're on, they're on earth to make a difference. And that's how I is. And they're on earth also to make memories. And so no matter what, why it was deeply connected in, in everything. And so, um, and very aware of everything I, I also saw. So lo and behold, uh, the guys start coming in and the excitement's there and, and, and white comes through and he takes Dan's dad aside and starts talking to him. And I'm, you know, so excited. Da, 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 da. And, um, I have my phone out, I'm taking pictures, I'm taking videos and the guys keep coming through. Gosh, I, I wish I could tell you the actual number, but uh, enough of them just walking. And all of a sudden, uh, Daniel, which is the kicker, the, the number one kicker on the team, he gives me this look that was a sad and somber look and with no words. And I just looked at him and, and thought that was really strange, really weird. However, I didn't know what to take. I didn't know what to think of it. And I don't know Daniel that well. We had gotten to know each other over the week, but I didn't know him that well to know, you know, what those eyes meant, but I knew it was sad. So at this time it's, it's 314. Okay. And I'm saying 314 because I'm taking pictures <laughs> and I'm actually looking at my photo album right now to, to give you the time lapse. So, at around 1236, the guys are walking onto the field and literally three hours in between now they're now they're in the tunnel and they're going to run on the field and they're going to get introduced and then it's going to be kickoff right and so they're going through they're going through and and I'm 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 going up front so I can get the video like I'm that annoying friend annoying girl right that's just in the mix but like I said all the guys they they were just so nice and welcoming to me I I was kind of I guess per se part of the team in that way and 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 they would ask for the videos and ask for the photos too because there wasn't a lot of that um going on until game day and media day so um I just got up there and not seeing Dan at all yet um I was I was gonna get them running through the tunnel so I I did and it was so exciting and it was so obviously real being having front row tickets I um, there was, like I said, the kids had already walked through and then I could see them on, on the side and looking, looking at the guys and just, just starstruck by them, you know, and, and I, that was, that was just a moment within itself and, and to be on the field like that. And so they go all the way through and I realized, uh, at that moment that, well, not at that moment, but I realized 
watching the whole um, team go through and I'm videotaping, you know, um, I realized that Dan has not run through the tunnel. And I knew that he was going to be last because I saw him walk out last. And, and that was just maybe the, the walk that he was taking. And, and so I wasn't over, over ambitious wanting to see him on the front of the tunnel, but I didn't see him. And as I didn't see him, I, I was just, I was, I don't even know if I can describe the feeling, but it felt, it felt weird. It felt different and it didn't feel right. And so if you guys hear anything right now, it's my dogs, <laughs> um, but it didn't, it didn't feel good. And so I, I remembered Daniel's look on his eyes and I remember those soft and somber eyes and, and it was, it was, it dawned on me right there that those somber and sad eyes were for Dan and, uh, Dan didn't come through the tunnel because something happened. So I obviously turn off the video and like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm literally looking at the, the time that the guys ran through the tunnel and I started videotaping at 316. And so it didn't take long for me to um, get a grasp for what's going on. And by 320, I was standing next to Dan. Um, but my walk over to Dan, I, I'll never remember or I'll never forget because I, I saw his dad from afar standing tall and then I saw all the trainers sitting next to Dan on the floor. And as I saw Dan on the floor, I saw still, um, you know, people walking into the field to go get their tickets. And I just knew that, that things weren't right. I knew something was terribly wrong because um, I remember the focused look and in, in, in the, in the game face that Dan had as he walked off the field to go to the locker room. And as he came on, or you know, as he's coming back, I I imagine that <laughs> that focus was still there, and even more in the adrenaline um, to be piercing through his heart and his bones and his and his veins. And so, um, I walked towards him, um, and I'll, I'll never forget to just the feeling that I had wearing his jersey and 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 the excitement and and seeing him seated. And as I started walking closer, I turned my hat backwards and I, I got a little bit panicked in, in my heart, you know, like what the F's wrong? Obviously he's living and breathing and he's standing, you know, he's, he's there, but what the heck is wrong? So as I get closer, I see his shoe and his tape um, off and I, I get closer and closer and and that was the look in his eyes that I've never seen before either, which was something that I didn't think was going to happen that day. He didn't think was going to happen that day, but it was a look of complete sadness, complete sorrow. And honestly, like no one wants to say that, um, about another person, um, or no, nor does anyone want to say that they probably also had a broken heart, you know, but I honestly believe that I saw a part of Dan's heart broken. Even six years later, uh, after coming out of retirement from the league and then years before that, um, being, being in, in the college days and being able to play in front of, you know, anywhere from 20 to 75,000 people, like you've been there, done that, you know, but as an athlete, it doesn't matter if it's the first, middle, or last. Like, that game means something. 
you know, and so I just saw eyes of a broken heart and I, I got down, you know, closer to him, like I said, as he's sitting there and, and I just stared at him and, and, and he told me at that moment, babe, I didn't even make it on the field, you know, and I, I just, obviously you don't know what to say to something like that. And, and quite frankly, you don't say anything. And I obviously didn't show panic. I didn't show, you know, the ultimate sadness because I, you know, as Dan's heart is broken sitting there and we don't know what's wrong quite yet. Um, I was heartbroken for him. And that was, that was a day that truly I'll never forget. Um, I think because the, the contrast between the high and low was, was present and, and like I said, to be there and support uh, and and watch and observe, uh, I got I got a whole nother spectrum of that um, to to watch someone that's so brokenhearted that had come over there for a purpose. Um, I you know to play that role on another level was 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 a challenge as well. You know, and it it was it felt right. You know, it felt right to stand there with her him and. And, and not lose my crap and, you know, and observe and learn and all that because um, it was, it's, this was about Dan, you know? And so as we're sitting there and standing there, I was just listening to the trainers as they're waiting for the lead trainer, the lead doctor um, to come over to Dan, which seemed like eternity, um, but really it was only a few minutes. Uh, but he, he had his shoe off and his and his and his wraps off, and then um, the the trainers are saying that he pulled his Achilles, he tore his Achilles, and and when the doctor finally got over there, he assessed him and he told him, I don't think it's fully ruptured, but we can't really you know totally tell right now, and so he had him lay on the ground and he was he was touching him and searching and and you know, doing everything he could as, as the lead doctor. And, and, and when, when that happened, um, he just told him that he had to, he had to wrap up super tight compress and he's not playing the game. And he got called right then and there. So I, I knew that Dan knew that before, but they were waiting for the trainer to come over to, like I said, assess and make sure that the, that the diagnosis was real. And then the doctor said, I'll see you in my office at 8.30 tomorrow, gave him his card, and he patted him on the shoulders, and he walked back on the field because the game has started. And knowing that, I mean, I can't, I don't even know what Dan felt. Like, I, I truly, you can't ask those questions. Like, he's already pissed. He's already heartbroken. He's already ticked that he's not on the field, right? So the last thing that I'm going to do is like, oh, my gosh, how do you feel? The game started, and you're not on the field, you know? Like, it was just the craziest feeling ever, and 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 watching him walk out and not not watching him get on the field was, was actually just super, super crappy, you know? Um, just keeping it real. So, so... I, you know, at that moment, just watched the trainers um, wrap his leg, wrap his Achilles into this, you know, this blue splint thing, you know, and keep the compression tight until he could get home and ice and elevate and do all the things. Uh, but at that point, 
Dan and I um, walked back to the field, and when I say we walked, I walked, and he hobbled, and and it, no words were spoken, you know, other than him being a very, very honorable, um, humbled man, uh, one of great character, one of the best character men that I've ever known. Uh, but he walked back onto the field at 3.33. And I remember taking that picture because I was walking behind him and he was with his trainer and it was so beautiful. It, it was a beautiful night for football and, um, you know, the sun was seeping through through the clouds and and he just had to walk over there. And not everyone knew what happened to Dan and and so it was it was another element and a and a whole nother a whole nother picture that I'm attempting to paint here, but like getting on the field and having the game started and kick off and already, you know, um football being thrown and passes being caught and, and all the things of that game, but it was crazy watching all the players realize that Dan's on the sideline and he's not going to be in the game. It was it was crazy to watch all the guys have the status eyes uh, with Dan and and all these guys had just met and just bonded for a week. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a season. It was literally just a week, and these guys were we were really really upset um, and 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 played as hard as they could for him. You know, but um, also you know that was just or not that, but it's just the name of the game sometimes that just doesn't work out. Brain health is no longer only for those who are suffering from major psychological disorders. For many, COVID-19 has amplified these issues. Maintaining and treating conditions such as anxiety, brain fog, and mood swings is as simple as a checkup with brain health restoration. Mert Brain Therapy at Brain Health Restoration is the most current brain technology on the market. Mert Brain Therapy maps and treats your brain by using non-invasive magnetic resonance therapy that optimizes brain function. You'll see immediately from the Brain Health Restoration readings the condition of your brain today. As you have these treatments, you start to see changes. The brain starts functioning in the way that it's supposed to. I'm not anxious anymore. I don't have depression. I sleep better. I have this sense of peace. Take control of your brain health today. Visit brainhealthrestoration.com. Use the code CAMI to get 10% off your first treatment. So when what happened was in, in as they were coming back from the locker room, he was one of the last uh, on the backside and he was just staying warm. And by doing butt kickers and high knees. And so by doing those two things right on the concrete, which is change, which is the change of ground can also uh, disrupt the body as well. Um, he, he ruptured his, his Achilles and he knew it cause it, it took him down to the floor right at that moment. And he couldn't bear any weight on it. The only way that he could bear any weight on it is because of the compression and the tightness and all that. So, um, I, you know, I got the, I got the honor to sit next to, um, you know, the coach's wife or stand next to the coach's wife and, and, you know, some of, some of the trainers and the, and the coaches on the, on the sidelines. And I watched the game, uh, from a few feet back and I watched Dan, I watched Dan, um, not play football, but I watched Dan be, like I said, a man of 
one of the best character that I know. I watched Dan, uh, you know, just wear it. I watched Dan wear it. I watched Dan um, be energized and as, as much as he could for his team. I, I watched him watch every play. I watched, like I said, every single player on there walk up to him and give their condolences, including the, the coaches. And um, I, I, I was observant to his shoe and his helmet and his gloves sitting on the, on the turf, you know, and, and just thought like, how freaking sad, <laughs> sad that this happened and, 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 and so unfortunate. But at the same time, uh, both Dan and I know that this was an opportunity opportunity and a grateful one. Uh, another kind of funny and sad thing in the same motion, there's a lot of people that got up. We we're nine hours apart, you know, from Germany to, to home. And so a lot of people had to get up at 6 a.m. and watch the game if they wanted to watch the game. And I know that they could replay the game as well. But a lot of the people that were watching it live with us were texting me and trying to figure out what's going on, what number is Dan because they can't find him. And then as I'm texting them, letting him know that he got hurt uh, before he got, you know, stepped on the field, they were writing back not only in the front line side of the game, but the middle of the game and also nearly to the end, asking if I'm sure that Dan can't go into the game, <laughs> which is really funny because um, you know, at, at the end of the day, I, I was being hopeful too, that they could wrap his leg real tight and it wasn't really that big of an in injury and, uh, and that he could go out and play, but that wasn't the case at all. So a lot of people were sad because USA was, was losing and by, I don't know what, I don't know what quarter it was, but I think it was the third, but, it, but that score was 19, eight and and we ended up losing the game, I think, as everyone knows. But um, it it was it was a sight to see, and I I watched the game from the beginning to the end. And it might have not have been the the way that I wanted or the way that I thought the game was going to be. And I know that it was not the way for Dan. But again, it was an opportunity and and a sight to see, even at the end of the game. Uh, watching fans come up to Team USA and including Dan that didn't play one second of the game and ask for their autographs and signing T-shirts, um, taking pictures, the uh, um, the the you know shaking of the hands with the other team and all the coaches like this was more real than than ever you know but just with an injured player. So with that being said, he was asked to represent next year and. And, and, um, that made Dan happy. And at 625, when, when the game was over, I remember Dan or no, that was a little bit. Yeah. I, I think that was nearly when the game was over. Um, he had asked someone to take a, take a picture of us. He wanted, he, he wanted to remember this moment with me as well. And I thought that was really thoughtful of him because there was no chance that I was asking him to take a picture of him and I on the field um, just for my sheer pleasure. I wasn't going to do it. Um, there was a lot of things that I wanted to say and wanted to do, but I'm just not going to do it, right? Because it's not about you. It's about him and it's about his feelings. And I, I did. I held him and I was so happy to be there with him. And, and in my eyes, like he had played and, and I was, I was just, I was stoked that, that, we were at that very moment together. And 
he was an all-star. He, he, he really is an all-star in my eyes. And like a lot of people said back home, the, he's a champion and he's a warrior and, and he always gets through it. And, and quite frankly, the one thing that I said to him that I know that it was hard for me because no one wants to hear it. I don't even want to hear it when, when, when I get injured and, and things happen. But I have it tattooed on the left side of my rib cage, close to my heart after my grandfather passed away. Um, I just wanted it to be more solidified because I believe it with every ounce of my soul. And I've been saying it for a really long time, uh, which is everything happens for a reason. And I had to tell Dan that. I At that moment, like I said, it, might, it could have been the cold, harsh truth, but there's, there's, there's nothing else to explain, for, you know, why that happened. But, but I do know that if Dan, if, if, if his Achilles, you know, was, was hurt that bad and he was just warming up and it happened, honestly, I can't imagine what could have happened on the field with him being a hundred percent in full explosiveness and speed and, 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 and muscles being contracted and going like, fast twitch muscle fibers are being used at the highest tilt with adrenaline and also his strength and his demeanor behind him. He could have completely ruptured his, his Achilles, which the next day we went to the doctor that had helped him that night. And, and what a, what a great man to get him in and to take him. And, but, um, you know, he did the ultrasound on him and realized that, that the rupture was a grade one Achilles tendon rupture. So there's different grades uh, when you when you're dealing with tendons and ligaments, and and if it's a one two three and or a, you know and the number four would be torn. So just you know thinking about that, and he was in the game, and if he did completely rupture that, Dan and I would have left Germany that night or, or that day rather, getting the diagnosis, and we would have gotten he would have gotten surgery back in the states our trip would have been over right then and there. And remember, we went there for the game. Like, we all know why we were there, you know? And so so that that would have altered what was supposed to happen, you know, for the rest of the week and for a future or whatever. Like, it really could have altered um, him that bad. And Achilles, just like any other injury, but Achilles is a very, very hard injury to come off of and to heal. Like, it's not just in a couple of weeks this thing's going to go away. It's going to take a lot of rehab. It's going to take a lot of stretching. It's going to take um, a lot of sports, deep tissue massaging, um, and whatever else he has planned with his with his doctor. But but this is this is more like a three, six, nine months deal. And if he would rupture that all the way um, off bone, uh, God knows how long this this injury could have really lasted. You know, so so you know it it, it is what it is, and it was one of those things where. It was very sad and it was, it was, um, you know, painful because, you know, selfishly, I didn't get to see him play, but, but more the, the really big thing here is Dan not being able to play and, and how he felt. And like I said, I can't imagine, um, or maybe I can. And that's why it hurts so bad because being an athlete, you, you have a, you have a focus and you have a, you have a job and you have a purpose and there's full intention for everything. So uh, the next day, like I said, we went to the doctor and and we had all decided that we were going to stay in Berlin on Monday. 
And so when we when we decided that we're gonna stay in Berlin on Monday, we're gonna you know, we're gonna stay one more night Monday night, and then on Tuesday we're gonna get up and we're gonna go to Bavaria uh, in a train. And so that whole day started, you know, early in the morning at I don't know eight, yeah, eight thirty when we got to the doctor, and the doctor saw him. He was doing an ultrasound by nine o'clock. And then by 9.30, we were a couple doors down from the doctors at one of the shops getting the boot that he prescribed for him and so that he had no weight bearing on him. And so that way he could go through his day and 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 have a good week. And having a good week, I, I didn't know if that was even going to be possible because, again, I just kept putting myself in his shoes and, and being an athlete to athlete. I was like, this is going to wear on him. This is going to hurt his feelings, you know, but what, what's done is done. And, and he handled it like a trooper. We were out on the streets of Berlin, uh, by 10 53 together. We were doing things all day, uh, like, uh, and, and, and getting online bikes and, 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 and going to the museums at 1146. We're at the Berlin story bunker and we did a whole thing and we had been in there two hours you know and Dan was just Dan never never complained one time not once and by by three o'clock we are at checkpoint Charlie and we're going through some some other museum type things getting coffee and then and then lo and behold that night uh, by 4.15, we are at the Spy Museum, which is the number one museum um, or number one attraction as a museum in, in, in Germany. And so uh, we did that. And then before we knew it, we were having having dinner that night and in bed and, and, and ready to go. And I, I just let Dan be who he needed to be in those moments. I didn't push him. I didn't ask too many questions. If anything, I just I just abided by do- his doctor's orders, and and made sure that he had his um, high dose of ibuprofen, naproxen. I I made sure that he iced, you know, when we got home, and that we had a good sleep, you know. And really, there wasn't a ton of talk after that. It wasn't poor me. If anything. You know, you know, guys in in the locker room talk. They they just heckled him a little bit, and 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 Dan took it and and laughed, and we all laughed, you know, and 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 you know to have the whole offense be ran differently, and to have another you know another player come in for Dan that didn't really know um, his position nor nor the plays. That I, I know that had been tricky not only for the coaches and the players but also and also the quarterback but pretty pretty alarming for Dan to actually live this new reality when you know moments before the game uh his Achilles tears you know and ruptures so um like I said this was just an experience within itself and on October 3rd and October 4th of episode castles and football I I was happy to be by Dan's side. I was happy to be the woman that supported him and loved him and enjoyed all week long in Hamburg and, and everything that, that came to in Berlin. Um, I'll, I'll never forget it. And I'm, I'm super pumped that he got asked back and, 
And they're even talking about the games or the game, sorry, being in a different location. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but they, there was a little talk around there, um, about possibly being in Barcelona. So we'll see, this might be, um, the beginning of a new, you know, once, once a year, uh, playing football again and, and actually taking the kids over there next year and, and enjoying that. And so we're just going to take it for what it is and we're going to rehab and, I'm going to, I'm going to support him and I'm going to make sure that he keeps wearing his boot and just go from there. So thank you guys for all the support. Thank you guys for, um, all the prayers for Dan. And if you do have that spiritual side of yourself, I just ask that you do, um, send your prayers to Dan for, um, a fast and, and steady, obviously fast, steady, healthy recovery for him. Uh, not too fast where he hurts it again, but just a steady one. So, um, yeah, the rest of the trip, uh, in, in, in the football days were, were perfect. And I think also the one thing, how I wanted to end our episode today was just sharing the, um, the site that I saw with the team as they departed one another that evening. Uh, it was, it was really cool. It was, it was something that I got to witness called brotherhood. It was something that I got to witness that a lot of women don't get to feel there's, and I know, I know I played in collegiate sports and I, I, I know, um, I I've seen a lot with teams, but for whatever reason, football seems to be a little different and a little bit more family oriented and a little bit more, more connective. And I don't know why. And, and if anyone has a reason, please, um, Instagram me, email me, um, uh, shoot me, shoot me a text if you have my number, but why is football so different when it comes to brotherhood? I'd, I'd love to know that. Uh, but yeah, that, that's, that was the, that was the bulk of our, our trip or first half of our trip. And then, um, next episode, I'll leave you, I'll leave you on the hook a little bit, but, uh, the next episode is going to be an episode that I'll share where my world completely changed over there in Germany. And um, it completely changed for the better. So until next time. My obedience determines my outcome. My discipline determines my destiny. My faith determines my focus. <laughs>